Do not confuse this with treatment or mental health advice or direction. Nothing on this podcast is made to supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your mental health caretakers. Although David Kozlowski is a licensed marriage and family therapist, he is not functioning as a certified mental health professional in this environment. But same applies to any professionals who may appear on the Light the Fight podcast. I'm actually coming to you remotely from the country of Carlsbad, California. Some people know it as San Diego, California, um, but it's my hometown. Uh, I decided through, uh, actually didn't take me a long time to make this decision, but after the quarantine, after everything's been going on and a lot of people going through hard times, I thought it'd be good to double down on a little self-care for myself. So uh, I decided to come out to California with my family, got a motor home and we've been quarantining on the beach and it has been amazing so i uh don't mean to rub it into all you people who aren't doing that because i doubt very many people are i just was fortunate enough to have a best friend that lives across the street from the beach and like the park in his driveway and everything just turned out just perfect overnight so having said that i know um that that can sound like gloating but i hoped i was just hoping to just share it not gloating just sharing so um i'm feeling a lot better feeling a lot better uh, I don't know how many of you out there listening to the podcast have been going through, you know, your own challenges throughout the um, quarantine time. I know everybody's going through something, but obviously everyone's to different degrees. So if you've been going through hard times and hearing my good time didn't make you feel good. I sincerely apologize. That was not my intention. But, you know, if you're going through a hard time. I'm also glad you're tuning in because that's what we're here for. Heidi and I have made it a point to put all our own personal stuff, both professional and with their family stuff aside and take some time out each week to be able to share thoughts and feelings and, you know, things with you guys to let you guys know what we've learned and what we're continuing to learn. So um, today what I want to do is just kind of take a, a little bit of time to share kind of almost like a public service announcement, maybe a public parent announcement, a PPA for the, yeah, so public parent announcement. Um, many of you guys have talked, have heard me talk about the parent team partnership. Um, that's what I did my TED talk on. A lot of our episodes, I've referred to it. Um, you know, I did an e-course on it. So it's something that's been like a staple of, of what I do because it's just something that I came up with. Uh, I, I figured out throughout a number of years. And then I just kind of put it into words and made like a, a little system out of it so people could understand what it took me 20 years to figure out. And that is the best families operate like the best businesses. Plain and simple. When you have a family that has, using the analogy of a business, but when you have a family that has a bunch of children in the family that are properly motivated, properly incentivized, properly disciplined, like like the discipline should fit the crime, you know? Um, when you have families like that and kids are kind of moving up the ranks and they're given uh, time, attention, you know, care, response, responsibilities given to them so that they feel like they can contribute a little bit in the family, and it seems to be that you don't have too many disgruntled employees, not really any at all. And even when your employees are mad or frustrated, they can quickly get over it because it's just a passing mood or emotion. Now, I know many of you would like to imagine a, a family that just flowed that smoothly. And because most of you that are listening to this podcast don't have families like that or otherwise 
you know, I don't know why you're listening to our, our podcast if your family. So, you know, just everything's easy and flows great because that's not usually what we talk about here. But having said that, um, the families right now that I'm working with uh, just, you know, made me think of, I should say this on the podcast to help you guys be reminded that that family business model and having everybody have the opportunity to feel like they contribute and they matter to the family and starting that as early age as possible. It gets a really important working op or operating system in your family business because a lot of families, unknowingly, they're in more survival mode, not long-term success mode, meaning they're, they're thinking, how do we get by today? Because let's face it, not everybody's got a lot of money. A lot of people are struggling financially. Maybe they got some health problems. It's, they make plenty of money, but their bills are so stacked up because of you know health problems and so on and so forth that it's really difficult for them to be able to enjoy the life that they have. Well, everyone out there that is struggling in some way, shape, or form knows that when you have a struggle, but you have close relationships in your life that you can properly get refueled and relieve all the stress and tension that you're dealing with. So just some good people to talk with and bounce ideas and thoughts and stresses off of. If you have that, then you're going to be very successful in getting through difficult problems before they get too built up and become too big. And that's no different in any operating business. The the owners of the company want the managers to be so connected to their employees and and such have a deep understanding and knowledge of their intimate lives and you know what they like, what they don't like, what motivates them, what doesn't motivate them, so they can get the best out of these employees. And using that analogy for our parenting and our families, it's it's a perfect fit. It's up to us as parents to be able to change whatever operating system that currently doesn't work and evolve it into a better operating system because we're the owners of the company. You know, a lot of people hear the saying, you know, if, if, if you're, if you're a parent and you're waiting someone for someone to show up to, to fix it or to make your kids listen to your, or be obedient or make things run smoother, you know, you can be waiting a long time. <laughs> don't, don't plan on anyone showing up anytime soon because usually people don't show up and they, they can't handle that situation because it's, it's your family. It's your life. Only, only, you know, how you want to run your family. And so some of the challenges that arise in the family business, like any business, is that if you have two partners, um, sometimes they're going to differ on the way they should run the family business. So besides giving all you guys out there a reminder that the family business and seeing your family like a family business and trying to operate it the same way as a successful company that you currently work for, maybe you run, um, or maybe you've known what not to do in companies. And so, okay, well, you know, you have a good idea where to start from at least. Besides giving you that type of information, I also wanted to make a couple points on how you as parents can be just a cool boss. Now, when I say a cool boss, I don't mean the boss who's just your best friend and lets you get away with whatever. Uh, that, that's a cool boss, but that's like a buddy boss. I mean the cool boss, the boss that if anything goes down, if anything happens, you would come to that person first. Now, as parents, we start to think about who's the coolest bosses we had and i don't mean lazy cool is really just you felt comfortable around them you felt like you were safe enough to talk to them about things maybe even hung out with them personally um you know so a boss that you really felt like this person was my higher up but you consider them a peer of some sort or some sort of like respect there and so when we have opportunities as parents to become a better boss we usually need something in our life to kind of kind of get uprooted or changes have to happen and then when that happens it gives us the best time for us to step up our, our parenting game 
And it just so happens because of quarantine, it is a great time. A lot of people talk about the reset button and, and, and being able to take this time and make a positive out of it. And that's great. You should do that. Um, but according to the family business model, that would mean if you're a, a business owner, just like all the actual business owners are doing, they're having to find ways to pivot and totally, in some cases, recreate their business, or at least the way they deliver their business to the, to the public. And they're realizing that this is a great opportunity to shed and get rid of a lot of the old bad habits um, or unnecessary procedures that just didn't make sense. And, or, or, you know, this is a time, to, you know, can trim off all the extra stuff you don't need and really buckle down and, and tighten up shop and make it a better place. And if we use the business analogy model in our families, how would that look for us as parents to try to change the, the, the structure, the, the product line, um, the policies and procedures in our family? Well, the best way to do that from what I found is you have to see the market as being different. Or you have to see the landscape of your family and your scenario as being different. There may be a lot of the same characteristics and attributes from before the quarantine, after the quarantine. Like your kid may still want to play Xbox longer than you want them to. They may still be lazy about chores and late to dinner and all the things that they bugged you before. You know, they'll probably still bug you now. And they'll probably still be there to some degree. But if you can see your teenager or your kids as being a very intricate part of your family's success, then you'll be able to see ways to use their talents to give them opportunities to do things for the family. One thing that I'm so thankful for, and a lot of the families that I'm personally seeing right now, they've had so much more progress in recent weeks with the family business model approach. And part of the reason is, is that Everybody got so worn down. It's like their own egos and their own, like, I want to do it my way. No, I want to do it my way. Well, your way is not my way. And all this bickering back and forth. It got to the point where everybody just kind of tapped out and said, okay, that's enough. I can't continue to do this anymore. Like, we, we got to figure out a different system here at our house because parents holding resentment, being angry, and then kids acting like they don't want to talk to their parents, and then eventually needing something, come to the parent, and then the parents passive aggressive back to the kid. It's like, it, it, can, it can be an ugly scenario. And it can really cause some bad habits. But like I said, fortunately, a lot of these families have been so tired and so exhausted from just the hassle. The parents took a different approach. They said, listen, I know you guys are tired. We're tired. You know, maybe some of the stuff we do is too controlling or we, we want to keep you guys too safe. You know, let's talk about some things that we can make some changes so that we can progress. You know, maybe you guys get a little bit more extra freedom, maybe allow you to uh, talk about an app that you want to download, but I've always said no, but maybe you are getting close to the age, or at least let's have a conversation about you getting a phone if you've always been asking about one. If you invite your kids to bring to you different things that they want, hope, and dream, and things that they um, you know, uh, maybe even feel that they've deserved and you owe to them, if you give them the invitation to come talk to you about that, something really cool happens. They feel as if they've entered into a partnership negotiation scenario with you, where now they're being asked to give information that could potentially benefit them because it could persuade you. Now, a lot of parents say, well, it's hard to do because usually as a parent, you're on your heels and your teenager last minute is saying, hey, mom, dad, I know I'm grounded for the next three weeks, but can I go to the movies with my friend? And even though I didn't do my chores, uh, could you loan me $20 so that I, I could have some money to go do that with them? But I'll do all my three weeks chores and, and one day tomorrow, I promise when I get back. Parents get caught off guard. Kids are pressuring them to make decisions on the spot. 
but these families that I'm talking with right now that, you know, some of it was my coaching and some of it was just them just being, I'm done. Right. Like it was their own, it was their own thing that they just said, we got to you know, some of them, I think traditionally were a little bit more on the control, like the controlling side. And now they realize, man, the only thing you can actually ever control is to voluntarily give up the want of said control. Like you can't control anything. You can't go to Costco and say, hey, can I get a family size pack of control? It doesn't work that way. So they got tired and they just said, here's what we're going to do. Asked every single one of the kids to give them a list, like a Christmas list to their employer, their family business employer. Say, what are the things that you want from our family as a business? So they told their uh, their kids, say, hey, we're seeing our family as a business. That's why we're doing all these things. Because usually I'm talking with one of the kids in counseling, but the other three or four, they haven't been hearing this terminology. So the parents just said, hey, listen, we're trying to run our family like a good family business. And then they'll use an example of a business that they really like. Now the employees are nice there. And they gave them kind of like a scenario. And then after that, like, okay, so what we want you to do is we want you to give a wish list to, your, to this business. So it, because you're such a loyal customer and you want to help the business, wink, wink, write down all the things that you would wish for that the company would do for you or add extra things in your life and then bring that. And the company owners, they want to talk to you about each one and see if any of those are possibility, if, if, um, if some of them are far out or if some of them are like, oh, that could be attainable in a short amount of time. Oddly enough, you know, when I've done this with people, they're quite surprised some of the things your kids will say. Some people think that if you give your kid carte blanche and just say whatever they want to say to you, they're going to ask just the most outlandish things. But you give a kid or a teenager that doesn't typically have the microphone turned on, isn't being asked these questions, they'll take a step back and they go, wait a second, this might be my shot. I don't want to mess this up. So yeah, I'll ask for kind of a dreamy thing, but they kind of pull it back. And I've just found that when you give them freedom to ask you for things that they want and invite them to do that, they take more caution and almost like they have a little bit of reverence for this opportunity. Like they don't want to screw it up. They don't know if this is luck or what's going on. And this can happen at a very young age too. You'll see that they're a little apprehensive. Like, should I really be doing this? Whenever someone's inviting you for criticism, you take better care of the things that you say. You're more gentler, you're softer, because you know that doesn't happen often. So as parents, I want you guys to, you know, make that invitation and, and ask your kids, you know, first explain to them that you're trying to, you know, see the family as a business and like all the businesses around them from, you know, all the door dashes that's going on. Like everybody knows business has changed. Remember we used to go to a restaurant? Okay, that changed. Well, do you think that restaurant wants to go out of business? No. So what do they have to do? They had to start making takeout food and convince people that their food was worth buying from takeout. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's what we're going to be trying to do in our family. We got to change our business model and we want you guys to be able to be married or have an intimate partner someday. So we don't want to make you crazy. So you're undateable. So anyways, just kidding. That was just a little inside joke with a family I had recently, but I think you guys get the point. The family business model, it's something that it just makes sense. It's simple. You don't have to be a you know trained clinical psychologist or you know psychiatrist, therapist, or what have you or some fancy, you know, coach of some sort, you just got to think about what has the company or companies that I've worked for, what have they done for me that made me feel like I had ownership in this company, that I wasn't just, you know, a little peon on the bottom of the total bowl, just someone's whipping boy or whipping girl, you know, like, like I really felt like I'm out of that company. And even though they didn't pay me a lot, I enjoyed working for them. That's the approach that I want you to take when looking at your family and then determining how would that type of boss invite the employees to offer change ideas of change 
the companies that ask their employees, what do you think in our systems would be better? better? And they say, we're serious. Like, we really want to know. And then they give suggestions and maybe not all of them, but some of the suggestions get brought up through the chain of command and the employees are sitting there going, wow, they actually made some of these changes? No way. Okay. All right. They're taking me seriously. Okay. Well, if you want to be, if you want people to listen to you and take you seriously and they do that, then guess what it tells you? You better do the same. So yes, in a lot of ways, it is quite the reverse psychology Jedi mind trick as well with your kids, but give it a shot. Remember the parenting partnership approach and models, you know, how, how, it, how it's all supposed to go. If you are interested in buying um, the parenting partnership e-course, it's on as low sale as it's ever going to be on. It's for $49 right now. Just go to davidkozlowski.com and uh, you can uh, get that through there. So the $49 and it breaks down exactly how to do these agreements um, definitely a lot more information, uh, the background of how it works and the whole entire psychology behind why it's worked so effectively and why I've changed it throughout the years. Cause I've had to evolve this myself. I, every time a new technology comes up, I got to scratch my head and say, okay, how can we make, you know, this agreement work with what the kids are dealing with in school and at home right now. So, so far it's been great for everybody to give it a shot. So give it a shot. Um, even if you don't get the e-course, definitely give a shot. What we talked there, what I talked with you guys about today. So as always, uh, thank you to 1-800-CONTACTS, uh, our sponsor. And thank you to all of the loyal listeners for sticking with us throughout the quarantines as our life changes. Obviously, your guys' lives are changing. So if you have any ideas or thoughts um, of how we could uh, give you the type of information you guys want in the podcast, hit us up in the DM, send us an email. Um, we'd be happy to hear about it. Um, I know once I get back in town, we're going to try to rearrange a different um, schedule uh, and how we get the podcast out there. So um yeah a lot of good changes but any ideas you guys have we'd love to hear about it so thank you very much and as heidi would always say thank you for helping us to light the fight